there are boys and there are men. And there's a difference between manhood and being a boy. Boys live lives that are chaotic. A chaotic life is one where it's not any order. It's, it's all about what pleases me. It's all about what satisfies me. That's how boys live. But men have a different perspective. Men who want to walk with God take claim of the reality. When, when the Bible said that we were to have dominion and, and to rule over the earth, what he was saying was that men were called to be the head and bringing order out of chaos. We were the ones with the support of our wives to stand firm and to set things in order. This is Jerry G. Martin and welcome to the Light of the World. Today we're excited about a message from Dr. Nicholas Ellen talking to men as we prepare for our upcoming men's gathering. Listen in today as he share with you God's Word. Let me just say that I'm excited that Pastor Martin allowed me the privilege to come. He and I had talked years ago and Lord willing, we want to try to do something in the future on just talking to the men about the definition of a man and the stages of manhood and, and the things we need to, to walk in. And so for me, this is a privilege to come and share my heart with you because I have a passion to see men function as God intended. So let's open up in a word of prayer. Let's just talk a little bit about from the text how to quench the fire of the flesh. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We ask now, Lord God, this night that you would give us the wisdom, give us the insight we need to share what needs to be shared, Lord, but not just to hear from you, but to be willing to submit ourselves to you, that you would be glorified, the devil would be horrified, and Father, your men would be edified. We ask this now, Lord, asking you to forgive us of every thought, every word, every action that did not please you to this moment. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the first things a woman told me was, you need to be a man. And so I, I snapped back at her and said, well, tell me what a man is. And what was interesting is that she had an idea of what a man was, but it didn't fit what the Bible said. And, and so often people try to tell us, be a man, man up. You hear that a lot, right? Man up. Ask them, well, what is a man? I, I want to share with you tonight that once we can understand what a man is, according to what God designed, the next step is to function according to that reality. And there's one thing that I want y'all to think about tonight. When you see a policeman, no matter what country, what state, no matter where you are, there is something distinctive about a policeman, no matter where you are in the world, that you know that's a policeman. Amen? When it comes to a man, God has so orchestrated us that we are in a position on a very practical level that no matter where we are in the world, People know that we are men. Now, here's what I want you to think about tonight. There are boys and there are men. And there's a difference between manhood and being a boy. Boys live lives that are chaotic. A chaotic life is one where it's not any order, it's, it's disorder. It's all about what pleases me. It's all about what satisfies me. That's how boys live. But men have a different perspective. Men who want to walk with God, they take claim of the reality. When, when the Bible said that we were to have dominion and, and to rule over the earth, what he was saying was that men were called to be the head and bringing order out of chaos. We were the ones with the support of our wives to stand firm and to set things 
in order. You know what that means for us as men? Men who want to function as men don't live lazy lives. Men who want to function as men don't live to please themselves. Men who live as God intended are men who set their lives in order. And as they set their lives in order, then they set the lives of their family in order, and they set the lives of those around them that have influence in order. Real men follow what God commanded. He said to take dominion over the earth. If, if you're a man, and believe me, if you have what I have between my legs, that makes you a man. Now, now watch this. Let me, let me show you how powerful it is. If you check biologically, women cannot give life. Check the biology. Women can only carry life. It is the seed of the man that gives life. That is why you could have a perfect child born in a sin-infested woman because it was the seed of the Holy Spirit that was put in the life of a woman. Now, what does that mean for men? We are the givers of life, men. Do you realize that a family can't get started unless a man birth the children? Do you realize that a culture cannot function properly unless the man takes his position and take things under control and put them in order? Do you realize that Satan wants to feminize us because when we stand up, things change? Gentlemen, my, my challenge to you tonight as we look at where we're going, real men have to take control. But the control they have to start with of themselves. Do you realize that the only way people can manipulate you is that there's something that they want or they have that you want? No woman, no person can manipulate you unless you put them in a position to do so. Let me give you an example. My father was a con artist and he was a professional con artist. He said, son, there are two types of people I can con. He said, if you're one of these areas, I can con you. It don't matter how smart you are, how stupid you are. If you are in one of these categories, I can con you. He said, son, I can con a needy man and I can con a greedy man anytime. If he's needy, I just promise him I'll give him something other than what God has given at the moment and he'll bite. If he's greedy, I can tell him he can give more of what he already has and I'll manipulate him every time. He said, but you know what I can't con? I can't con a content man, a man who is satisfied with what he has and who he has and where he is. I can't manipulate him. Men, my challenge tonight is to help you to learn how the flesh gets you manipulated every time. And so my job for the next few moments is to challenge you that if we are going to be the kind of men that God called us to be, we've got to get our flesh under control. Because there's two things that messes us up. Satan and the world appeal to our flesh. And tonight, I want us to look at a few passages to understand how the flesh operates. And as we look at how the flesh operates, my job is to challenge you to begin to bring it under control. Because here's the reality. If you don't bring it under control, it will destroy you because you're going to either be needy or greedy. And Satan has been studying you since you were a little boy. He knows exactly what you like. He knows how you like it. And he knows how to lead you to your destruction. I had some guys, young guys in my, my office, high school, 
you know, want to be gangster, want to be tough. I said, you know what, you ain't nothing but a punk. He said, I ain't no punk. I said, yes, you are. I said, you know how you punk? You just let me punk you now. You care too much about what I think of you to stand up and be what you called to be. And if I can get a rise out of you when you got nothing, guess what happens when you have something? All I got to do is call you out. You care so much of what I think of you that you can't be who you are, that I just manipulate you by words and you're ready to fight. But you forgot something. You lose everything. They got nothing to lose. Real men do not allow their flesh to override their common sense. Real men understand that who I am is not based upon what anybody thinks. Who I am is based upon what God says. See, if, if we're going to stand tall, we got to understand that the flesh is going to wage war against us. Walk with me tonight. Turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And as you look at the notes behind you, in Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 8, he says this. For those who, according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who, according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it's not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Gentlemen, if you look with me in your notes or behind you, here's the definition of the flesh. Sin that indwells the human nature of man. And it propels man to practice evil in thoughts, in desires, in words, and actions. All of us have indwelling sin called the flesh. And this flesh longs to do everything that the world is asking for. This flesh longs to do everything opposite of God. And, and here's the danger about the flesh. The flesh will lead you in two directions. It'll lead you to be self-righteous or it'll lead you to be self-indulgent. And see, for many of us, we know the self-indulgent, but we haven't paid attention to the self-righteous. Self-righteous folk believe that they're better than everybody else, believe they have the right rules for everything, but they're not living by the love of God. They're living by their own pride. The self-indulgent are just the same, except instead of trying to look out to please everybody to be satisfied, they go a whole nother route and seek to please themselves. But what's interesting is that the self-indulgent and the self-righteous have the same thing in common, self-centeredness. The flesh causes you to be stirred up on the inside and just think about you. Look with me, gentlemen, number one, the danger of the flesh the danger of the flesh. The number one thing, the flesh leads us to practice evil. The flesh leads us to practice evil. Now that's important because here's the key thing. When you're walking in evil, it's because you're walking by your flesh. Do you realize that no one can force you to walk in evil? Do you realize that evil is a choice that you make, but when the flesh is waging war against you and you submit to it instead of subduing it, you will find yourself doing things you wouldn't normally do, but you're doing it because it seems right and it feels right, but you know it's wrong. But then secondly, the flesh leads us to resist obedience to God. Here's the thing that most people miss. If I know what's right, but yet I still do wrong, what's driving me? It's not because I'm ignorant. 
It's not because I don't know the right way to go. It's because I'm yielding to the desire of my flesh instead of the will of God. You ever wonder why some of our, our young men can go to church and stay in church and grow up, know and grow up in the church and know all the insight and yet be as foolish as all outdoors when they leave the church? It's not because they're ignorant. It's not because they don't know the truth. It's because they don't value what they know. They crave to satisfy the flesh above living for Christ. And some of you in this room tonight, you've allowed your flesh to override your ability to do what needs to be done. For many of you in this room tonight, you've allowed what you want to be more important than what God says. For many of you in this room tonight, you're allowing yourself to be destroyed because you know the right thing to do, but you crave the wrong thing, and yet there's this battle on the inside, and you feel like you have to yield. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that the more you resist it, the better off you become. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for listening to today's broadcast. You've heard a message from Dr. Nicholas Ellen. He's a professor, he's a doctor, he's a pastor, and he spoke at a men's conference that we had at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church here in Humble. And he really has encouraged us to be the man that God has called us to be with some practical points. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at the Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And that will lead us to invite you and every man, every male that you know, whether they're a young boy or a teenage boy or a man, uh, we want you to come and be with us on Friday, May 5th, beginning at 4.30 p.m. I've joined with several other churches in our impact ministry that's going to be here with their men. We're going to have food, fun, and fellowship. If you have a nice car that you'd like to show. We have classic cars or custom cars that you would like or trucks that you would like to show off. Men like to look at those kind of things. If you have a motorcycle, maybe you have a motorcycle club or car club, come on out and bring that with you. It's going to be a time of fellowship. It's going to be a time of ministry in the word. We're going to have a doctor that's going to talk about men's health. We're going to have some other things geared toward men and teenagers and boys. There is no cost to this event. We just want you to come and be blessed. God is looking for a man and so are we. We're looking for men and boys that will make a difference. But be sure to be with us on Friday, May 5th at 16161 Old Humble Road for our 2023 men's gathering. We want men to come from all over the city and be blessed by God.